Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. This is our Amy Community Series Podcast Review. I'm your host, Dana. With me, as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, thanks, mate. Uh, great to be here yet again. Can to dive into this one and talk about who did well over the community series. Yeah, we'll go straight into it. So an absolute thriller, some people thought, was the Carlton versus Melbourne game. Um, it was Carlton 15 goals, 8-98, defeating the Demons 14 goals, 9-93. The Carlton won by five. Um, now, some super coach players that excited you, potential players, Pato, take it away. And I think I know which one one's going to be. Mate, there, there's one player that jumps out, and I, I don't think I can do it to myself again. I <laughs> had him at two different stages last season. The ultimate burn man, but wow, Patrick fucking Cripps. Um, looked a million dollars, Dano. Um, four goals. 30 touches, eight tackles, uh, 12 contested possessions, 10 clearances. Like the, the Paddy Cripps of old was back and um, it's hard not to get sucked in to a performance like that, don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think it worked out he ended up being like 157-ish or 160 super coach as well on the back of the four goals, 30 Aussie game. I couldn't do it to myself though. I think <laughs> I, I understand if people do go for him. I really do. But yeah, I, I, I'd rather go with someone like a Matty Rail, personally. Um, yeah, there's another person that caught my eye. Uh, your boy, Georgie Hewitt. He got 33 disposals, missed a shot at goal, but he got 106 super coach. So he's value in defense, and you've been talking him up a fair bit, Pato. Yeah, I really like George Hewitt. Um, probably not as a, a keeper. Um, probably more of a stepping stone, but yeah. I mean, I can I can see a world where he averages 105 playing a midfield role, and you just hold on to him as a D6. So obviously a wait and see, but under 400,000, uh, not much under 400,000, but no, he looks the good now. Um, obviously no Sam Walsh, and he goes straight back into that midfield. And the big burning question is who drops out of that midfield group now. You would think before this game it was Maddie Kennedy, but he was like ridiculous in this game, yeah. Dano. And it's hard to see him drop out. But they they recruited George Hewitt because they specifically needed someone exactly like him as a defensive-minded midfielder that plays accountable footy. And and Adam Chera, obviously the young young gun recruit that they brought over to play a prominent midfield role, who got 123 super coach himself with with 20 yeah. touches and. I feel like Chair is going to play that inside role a little bit more than just Cripps doing it. So, I mean, it's hard to imagine a world where Kennedy drops out of that midfield after that game, but I think it's going to be him for Walsh. Um, but all of a sudden, we're looking at a really, really dangerous-looking midfield group, Dano. Yeah, and that's actually kind of sad when you think about it, but exciting at the same time. Um, there was a player that uh, some people have been looking at it as a bit of a smoky, but I couldn't, again, there's better value out there. That's Lockie O'Brien. So it seems like they want the ball in his hands. 
but at the same, he's two hundred and eighty of one, yeah, two eighty one thousand k. I, whoever's looking at him, I, I personally wouldn't do it to myself. There's better, yeah, there's better value in other teams out there for that. But he did get a 94, 22 disposals and one goal. So inquiring about him is warranted. Um, but you're Matty Kennedy, like you said, 37 possessions, two goals, two, 141 super coach. And yeah, it's the other the other one that jumped out from Carlton was your guy, Mitch McGovern, Pato, who cracked a hundred super coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm really keen on McGovern. I really like the role. Um, he was slow to get into the game, but once he warmed into the role, he was picking off everything. And it's not like Carlton are doing this against Gold Coast, Dano. They're doing it against the Premiers. So, um, and the Premiers that were pretty much full strength. So, well, no, they were not. They had five of their back six out. Uh, true, but that doesn't affect them going inside 50. Inside forward 50, it does. When you got Inside five of your back six out, you're gonna you you're gonna get goals scored against you. That's why I'm not looking too much into Patrick Kirps's four goals. Yes, but we're talking about Mitch McGovern. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Who played fair defense? Point. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think I'm going to start McGovern. I really like it. I mean, I can turn. I've got a bit of cash, and I can turn him into someone a bit more premium worthy. But the value is there, and he had 19 touches and six marks as well. So. He uses the ball pretty well for a big. Um, it's just whether he's going to change roles, don't know. Now, if Carlton are struggling to kick goals in the game, the first guy that goes forward is probably going to be Mitch McGovern as an ex-forward himself. So see how that plays out. But if he's named in defense, I reckon I'm going to take the punt, don't know. Yep, yep. No, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. With the Demons, Maxi gone, 23 disposals, one goal. 133 super coach does not look like slowing down. I think you got to lock in Gaudy, Pato. Yeah, I this made me change from uh, Sean Darcy to Max Gorn. Yeah, this this was a pretty good hit out for them, uh, Melbourne and Max Gorn. Yeah, locked and loaded. So I don't think Luke Jackson. I've I've changed my tune a little bit. I think Gorn, even if he plays around the ground, um, he's still unbelievable at inset marks. He gets forward, he kicks goals, he's great marking in the air. Yeah. That, Set and forget. Uh, Max Gorn, Brody Grundy, thank you very much. Lock it away. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've changed my tune on Darcy a little bit with Gorn. I think Gorndy can run for one more year. Clayton Oliver, though, got 28 disposals, 104 super coach. Didn't really look like leaving first gear. Actually, the whole team didn't really look like leaving first gear, Melbourne. It's like they just wanted to get through the game. The fact he cracked 104 with not really... I don't, I don't reckon he actually took the game too seriously is a credit in itself. And I'm like, yep, Oliver's locked into my side. Hello. Yeah, well, he had a bit of attention. Um, Hewitt was running with him. And it's just effectively scoring a little bit. I, I do really like Oliver as a player and as a super coach player, but he's going to be an upgrade target for me. I'm not going to be starting him. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, as I'm getting random messages on my computer screen. Um, so... Is there anyone else that you kind of like the look of in that game? I mean, Bowie Bowie for Melbourne had 22 disposals, 87 super coach. But again, they did have a lot. Like they didn't have, um, I've forgotten his name now. He plays off half-back flank. Didn't have him playing. Salem. Uh, Salem. Christian Salem. I didn't have him Usually playing. Usually me so doing that, mate. I know. It's bad. 
<laughs> they didn't have Christian Salem playing, so Bowie was taking those disposals. Um, can't really see anyone else worth noting, to be honest. Bedford just stayed on the bench the entire time. Yeah. He's, he's not cheap, but Nick Newman has shown ability to score pretty highly in the past. He's in the yeah. 450 range, so he's at a really shit price. And I think you can do better with his teammate and Hewitt as a defender. But one to keep an eye on. Uh, we don't know what Doherty's situation is. We hope, obviously, well, that he is doing fine in his recovery. But I feel like he's going to play pretty early. Well, funny you mentioned Doherty. He got a lazy 38 disposals in the VFL. <laughs> Oh, good on him. That's a great. That's a great story. So, so yeah, how that half back round one? Yeah, I mean, how that half back line will actually end out uh, looks will be interesting because they've got Newman, Sard, and uh, Zach Williams. Don't you know. Um, mm. It's hard to see. You can't play all four of them. I don't think unless you change someone's role. Oh, I think Docker yeah. might play on a wing. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, or they'll push Williams to a wing or Newman. Yeah, one of them will go to the wing. Um, but anyway, that's that game done and dusted. So we had a few look-ins there. Um, yeah, Chera, Chera was also, yeah, like you said, a real good standout. But move on to the next game, which was Western Bulldogs versus Brisbane Lions. Uh, the Bulldogs, 11 goals, 14-80, defeated by the Lions, 12 goals, 14-86. So it was one goal. Uh, very topsy-turvy kind of game. Um, but anyway, Jack McRae and Josh Dunkley, I think it's worth noting that those two are massive locks. McRae got 33 disposals, six marks, 10 tackles. Dunkley got one goal, 32 disposals, three marks, three tackles. And those two were just unreal. Yeah, if you're banking on those guys not to do well this year by not starting them, I don't even think you should bother. Um Last year, I did it, um, didn't start McRae and regretted it probably round two. Just don't do it. Start them both. Um, they were pretty much first two picked for me this year. Uh, you yeah. can't not have them. Um, they, they, when you look at the rest of the Bulldogs, it's interesting because Adam Trelaw has had an unbelievable preseason day. No, your man. Mm. I know you're very big on Trelaw, the ex-giant. Yep, I love that man. Love him. But... You can't trust him and you can't trust the role either. Libba hasn't played a game in preseason and he obviously Great. is a walk-up starter into that midfield. So Trelaw could be a bit of a trap in my eyes. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him average high, but how many games is he going to play? That's the big question. I'd be yeah, shocked yeah. if he played more than 15 games, Dano. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, with one of the interesting ones, Timmy English came out with 21 disposals. At 116 Supercoach. Now, he's a ruck forward option in Supercoach too, but like, <laughs> he had 12 hit outs as well, so it's not like, you know, he was predominantly in the ruck. Um, he kind of had a ruck split with Stefan Martin, but it, a viable option, Pato. But will he, be, will he be one of the top, let's say, when you're picking early in the season, you want one of those top six to eight forwards when you pick these guys. So do you reckon he'd be a top six to eight forward by the season's end? I, I don't think so, Dano, because traditionally when they play Tim English as their number one ruck, they don't do very well. 
and they lost. Yeah, so and that's fair. I know Steph Martin played more of a backup ruck role, but is he being eased into the season? Or is he going to play the backup role? Uh, Tim English is a decent enough forward where you can play him up there permanently. I don't know about Steph Martin up forward. Um, he's he's a ruck, really. And Steph Martin is very old. But if I think if the Bulldogs are going to have more success this year, it's going to be not with Tim English rucking. Now, if Steph Martin went down with a season-ending injury, Tim English would become a very good option. Very yeah, good option fair. in the forward line. But... I just think it changes too much, Dano. And the other thing I think people have to take into consideration is that COVID hasn't gone anywhere. And it's going to go through teams, Dano. And if you're sitting in a, on a team with three primos from the Bulldogs, whether that's McRae, Dunkley in English, McRae, Dunkley, Trelaw, McRae, Dunkley, Dale, Caleb Daniel, you could potentially rub three primos out of a game if they have an outbreak. Um, now, obviously, an outbreak may not be five or six guys at once, but it's pretty likely they all hang out with each other. So I think you've got to be careful with starting more than two primos from a single team yep. across multiple lines, just in case. I think you've got to cover yourself in that sense. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be looking at any more than two Bulldogs primos, in my opinion. That's fair. Marcus Bontempelli had 22 disposals, one goal, but only got a 99. Um, yeah, we already went over Trelaw, uh, Bailey Smith, 22 disposals, 96, super coach, Bailey Dale got 21 disposals, one goal, 88, super coach. Um, yeah, I'd, I'm just going to stick to the two Bulldogs players myself. The, the interesting, oh, yep. sorry, sorry, just quickly. The interesting thing with Bont and Pally is how much he's going to play forward. Now, he's touted to play a little bit more forward minutes this year. Now, is he going to get to the 30% threshold that might put him into consideration to pick up forward status, Dana? Now, that is an interesting one because if you can pick Bontepelli as a forward, I, I feel like he would be in pretty much every team or every good team anyway. So, one to keep an eye on early. Yep, yep. I mean, Lockie Neal, 30 disposals, one goal, one, 112 super coach. 87% time on ground. Lockie Neal's back, baby. He's back. And I'm all for it. Biggest, one of the biggest locks this year, Pato. Yeah, at 543,000, I, I think you're pretty silly not to start Lockie Neal. His body looks good. He's had a pretty good preseason. And he'll be leading that midfield group to, I mean, the detriment of Jared Lyons, who really picked up the slack last year in Lockie Neal's wavering health. But... Yeah, Lockie Neal needs to be in your team. There's no doubt about it. He's currently my M3 um, because I've gone a little bit heavier rookie-wise in my midfield. But, yeah, Lockie Neal, lock and load. I, yeah, nothing more yeah. to be said, really. Lockie Neal should be in everyone's team. Yeah, popular pick, Jared Berry, 19 disposals, 82 super coach. Um, I'm not running with him, I think. It's, it, it's too hard. I haven't needed to spread that cash around to other rookies. Pato, you've got Jarrah Berry, don't you? You were very hot on him before he did that huge preseason game. Yep, yeah, I'm all in on Jared Berry. He's in my team. Um, I think he's going to play a really good midfield role. Um, they'll rotate a few guys through that third spot in the midfield. It'd be Berry, it'll be Bailey, it'll be, you know, some other guys. But yeah, I, I really like Jared Berry. Um, he's got pretty good history as well. He's, he's averaged 97 in a season before in his third year, maybe fourth year. Um, 
and had a couple of 80s averages as well as he was developing. So um, I I honestly am surprised that more people aren't on Jared Berry. I don't know his ownership numbers. We can look that up, obviously. But um, for someone with a scoring history like him, he's 24 years old. Um, he's played 85 games. Rookie year, he averaged 62. His second year in 2018, he averaged 80. In 2019, he averaged 85. In 2020, he averaged 97. Uh, before going down with injury. And last year, he averaged just a 49. That's why he's available so cheap. But I don't see a world where he doesn't average below 80, Dano. And um, at the price point, I think it's too good to refuse at 270,000. That's fair. That's fair. Popular pick, Coleman, um, for the Longlands, got injured and subbed out. He was only had 30% time on ground and scored a 40 in Supercoach. The question is, who actually goes and takes over his role? Uh, we don't really know. Um, I got told to talk about Noah Answorth for a second because when he was on the wing, apparently he scored about 40-odd of his 53 super coach when he was on the wing. But then as soon as Coleman went down, he went back into defense pretty much and spent most of the time there. Um, so I got told to talk about Noah Answorth, but I think there's better. you're better off just going with a rookie in defense. Um, there's better options out there. He's at an awkward price too. Um, and people were talking about Cockatoo as well. Again, awkward price. Only got a 69. Um, Zach Bailey, another one that people were talking about. Two goals, one 18 disposal, 74. Gets Going to get rotated through that midfield as well, Pato, but I can't see him being a top six to eight forward. Do you? Nah, not really. I do really like Zach Bailey. He had a really good year last year. Uh, I just don't think he's going to get enough midfield minutes. Once again, I think it'll be Berry, not Bailey, not um, what's Rainer. Uh, Rainer. Yeah, Rainer's the other one. I I think they'll probably play five or ten percent each. Bailey, Rainer, and I think Berry will be up over fifty percent. Um, so that's why I'm keen on Berry, not Bailey or Rainer. Um, yep. But, yeah, interesting to see how that plays out at the Lions. Now, just quickly on Coleman, it's a real shame he went down because he was looking really good. Um, he would have been in a lot of teams if he continued on and didn't get injured in this game because it's a really good roll-off halfback. Um, scored really well in the final series last year, and that's why he was on people's radars early on. And then he had that good game in the f- practice game and then started off really well in this this um, Amy Challenge game or whatever you want to call it, Amy Series, whatever they fucking called it this year. Immunity um, Series. I think Coleman is still a really good option once he comes back, but he's 10 weeks at least, round 10. So we'll at least have a chance to to look at him before his price changes. If it comes out, if he comes out and gets 80s or 90s, um, he'll be in a lot of teams, I think. Um whether you you downgrade a George Hewitt if you start him and bank the cash and use it elsewhere, or whether you just turn a, a fattened rookie into, um, you know, sideways that into Keaton Coleman. We'll yep. see what happens there. But I like him when he comes in, but obviously it's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, the next game, Hawthorne versus Richmond. So Hawthorne were nine goals, 15-69. Nice. Versus Richmond's 14 goals, 10-94. Now, we shall note that Tom Mitchell and Jager O'Meara did not play for Hawthorne, um, but does do, it does not lower the standard in which this kid played, and that's Joshy Ward. 29 disposals. He missed a shot on goal, too, by the way, and he scored 124 super coach points. So 
lock and load, Pato, with Joshy Ward. Yeah, we spoke about this guy in the Rookie Podcast. Um, Josh Ward has to be in your team. He was unbelievable. It must be added that this game was played over six periods, quarters. You can't really call them quarters because it's not a quarter, but there yeah. were six periods. So the Supercoach scores, I wouldn't take too much. Oh, wait, no. With the with the Hawthorne-Richmond game, it wasn't. I thought they were all four quarters. No, Hawthorne-Richmond six quarters. Oh, oh I thought, did it? Yeah, no, they were four quarters. I'm thinking, thinking of the, of the practice games. The practice yeah, I'm thinking games. Of the long game. Don't mind me. Yeah. Brain fade. No, Josh, Josh Ward was um, was brilliant. If he hasn't played himself into that midfield role next to uh, not Phillips, fucking um, Tom Mitchell and <laughs> Jago Mira, um, when we're going to ban that word too, by the way, Dano Phillips, we're not going to mention him at all in another podcast. He's got 87. Uh, after I oh, fuck him, he's a preseason specialist. Um, I had that prick all year last year, and he fucking cost me so much. Fuck you. Um, but no, Josh Ward, lock and load. If he's not in that midfield group, I don't know what Sam Mitchell's doing. So yep. Yep. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we had Connor McDonald, 16 disposals, one goal one fifty-two from the looks of it. Um, no one. Oh, Granger Barras got 35 or 37 super coach from six disposals. I uh, wouldn't really look at him um, unless you're really desperate. Um, Sicily, though, 17 disposals, 87 from 80% time on ground. Um, if that's the worst he's going to score, he's not a bad pick, Pato. I'm off Sicily now, mate. Um, I, I am too, but... Using my starting um, draft, I just don't think the ceiling is there. Um, and coming off an ACL as well, I'm not keen on it. I think you can get Hewitt for cheaper, who has arguably a better role and better job security. Um, and I mean job security in the sense that Sicily, not only the injury risk, but he's a fucking hothead. Um, loves to belt guys <laughs> off the ball. Um, is an absolute prick. So also the suspension risk so i don't think you want to sit through that um imagine sicily plays round one he gets you 110 but decks someone off the ball and misses two weeks misses round Actually, two or three then you've got then you got to field sam de Koning for his 40s so not only that i'm just going to interject here i that new rule sicily would give away at least two 50 meter penalties i reckon a game uh he gave away two in this game don't know oh there you go <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I could just see him argue. I didn't watch it um, at all, um, but I can just see him arguing and giving away too. So there you go. My theory was right. Yeah. Oh, shit. But no, I think he's a decent option, but I just, at at the, I don't think he's going to be a top eight defender. um, And and that's why I don't like it. That's fair. That's fair. One that will be a top eight or even a top six or even a top four. Defender is Jaden Short at 31 disposals, 138 super coach. My God, he had lockety lock for me, Pato. 100%. No Sorry, hoary, no worries. Just quickly, I want to talk about one other Hawks player. Oh, yeah, we can go back to him. We can go back to him. Big Ned Reeves. Um, yeah, okay. 358,000, which is a really shit price, but looks like he's got the number one ruck role. And McAvoy didn't really ruck at all. He played forward and then played backline. So just to wait and watch, because if they play Reeves and Lynch, I hate it. Don't do it. 
But if they play Reeves and have McAvoy chop out, um, Ned Reeves has shown the ability to score hundreds last year um, a couple of times before he went down with injury. If we remember, he got two tons in a row and then everyone brought him in and then he was a late out, which um, hurt a lot. But yeah, one to keep an eye on, Ned Reeves. Um, it would be a risk, but he would be a huge enabler if you were to turn, if you're not sure about a Grundy because he plays for Collingwood, um, you could turn Grundy into into um, Ned Reeves for 300,000 and, and use that 300,000 elsewhere and, and just really enable you to get a better premium in another line. So just one to, to keep an eye on, but yes, let's move on. Jaden Short. Um, yep. Yeah, this guy's unbelievable. Uh, 733 meters gained, which is just absurd. Um, he's the guy that they want in the ball in his hands. Um, no Basher Hawley. And we know that that really helps Jaden Short scoring ability. Um, he takes all the kickouts. He kicks the ball, doesn't really handball it much. He uses it unbelievably well. He went at 93% um, efficiency, eight marks. Um, yeah, Jaden Short is ridiculously good. And I'm very torn, Dano. Um, we'll talk about this more in our podcast, our next podcast. But I'm torn on Short versus Chris, but I don't know which way to go. But, and the last toes. Yeah, uh, no, not both. Not both. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I'll sit on it. I'll sit on it. But yeah, Jaden, yeah. it must be noted as well. Jaden Short had 160 odd in a preseason game last year and didn't get close to that in one game at all throughout the year. But David Teague has come in as an assistant at Richmond. It's, it's changed our slight, our style just a little bit. We're going back to that surge mentality, that run and carry, get it forward at all costs game style. And Jaden Short is really effective in that role. So Wonder, I'm probably talking myself into starting him, Dano. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was he was brilliant. But it must also be noted as it was against Hawthorne. That's fair. Dusty got 26 disposals, 105 super coach from 86% time on ground. And uh, I feel dirty picking Dusty if I picked him. And I don't know why. Like he's always up there. But at the same time, man, I just... Are you, are you picking him? At this stage, no. And the only reason why is that he's at 500,000. He's always at some stage during the year cheaper than his starting price. Yeah, that's fair. Always. And it, it'll take one tagging game um, and he'll get a 60-odd and he'll just bleed cash. And that's when you target him. He's, a, I think he's an upgrade target. It must also be noted that I don't know if uh, what the situation is with Matty DeBoer, Dano, but round two, the Richmond play GWS. And if it's DeBoer, if it's Lockie Ash, um, I think he'll get tagged in that game. And then he's got St Kilda um, and Jack Steele will probably go head-to-head against Dusty. So, um, and, I mean, George Hewitt may even go to Dusty in round one and, and he might not have his customary 130 against Carlton in round one. So, yeah, okay. And then the dogs in round four, and that's really tough. So it's a pretty tough first month for um, midfield. So I think he'll be cheaper than his starting price, and that's why I think you can afford to wait. The role looks really good. He's going to play midfield. Um, but, yeah, upgrade target that's for me. That's fair. That's fair. Notable scores. Noah Balter, 19 disposals, three goals, one, 121. Not a bad little draft option, I reckon, there. Um, Liam Baker. 26 disposals, two goals, 149 super coach, Pato. 
Yes, this one is super interesting for me. Um, he's moved forward. He's moved forward into the Kane Lambert role. And yep. it's, it's very interesting because he pushes up the ground. He gets the ball. He's pretty much the link man between Jaden Short and um, the, the key forwards, Liam Baker. And, of course, it must be noted that, once again, it was against Hawthorne. So take, take that with a grain of salt. But he got 26 touches, kicked a couple of goals. Um, and he gets it, he gets in and under as well for a little guy. He's 13 contested possessions, which was the most for Richmond. So, I mean, it would take a brave guy, but he had 149 super coach. Could he average 100? Quite possibly. And the fact he is a defender, he's 449,000. He will pick up forward status. Now, would he be in that top group? Probably not, but... The forward line does look pretty bare this year, Dano. And a lot of people are going very weak to start off with in, def- in, in up forward. Um, as it stands, my F3 is Canelio. So there is room for primos up forward. So is there a spot in defense for a Liam Baker to start? Probably not. Would I be surprised if he averages 100? No, not really. Anyone else that grabbed your attention in this one, Pato? Uh, Dylan Presti is looking very fit, but I don't think is a super coach option. Maybe a nice little draft option if you you catch someone trying to give him away or he's a free agent for whatever reason, waiver wire. Um, Shea Bolton up forward once again, Dano, as I mentioned in our forward podcast. So he's not an option at all. Um, Hugo Ralph Smith, once again, um, great option, as we mentioned in the forward Sorry, the rookie podcast, but no, nothing else really caught my eye. That's fair. Moving on to the next game then. So it's Adelaide versus Port Adelaide. We've got Adelaide 11 goals, 874. Uh, lost to Port Adelaide, 17 goals, 911. Now, I'm going to jump into the Port Adelaide team first. And this bloke is flying so fucking under the radar and he's just won a Brownlow and that's Ollie Wines. 37 disposals, 118 super coach. I don't think he's dropped under 110 preseason at all. And he's a huge POD for me. And I've got an M3 spot where I'm looking at like Darcy Parrish, like around that price. And then you got Ollie Wines. Who do I pick? And Ollie Wines is screaming out to me right now, but I don't know what to do. But I'll settle that at the very last minute, the dying seconds. But Pato, are people overlooking Ollie Wines? I don't think so. Um, I just don't think the ceiling is there, Dano. Um, I think it is. I think it is. He he scored huge just, last year. I think he's just too up and down, though. Like, he, he scored a 70 in there against the Crows. He scored a 91, 84. Like, if you're going to spend that much on a midfielder, um, you're going to want hundreds every week. And... I'm not a fan, to be honest. At is that 612, his, I think you can get someone better. Is that because his highest ever score was against Richmond, which was 189? Mate, most of the competition's highest score is against Richmond. Lockie Whitfield <laughs> scored 190. Josh Kelly, 200-odd. Um, yeah, that doesn't bother me, mate. We've got three flags to show for it. Lee. Ollie Wines has none. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I, was just, I, th- I personally think people are looking out like overlooking him hardcore. Um, but one that people aren't overlooking hardcore in the Port Adelaide team is Zachy Butters, 32 disposals, one goal, one, 114 super coach, fucking lock and load. 
yeah, I think he's got to be in the team. I think we've seen enough now. Like he will play a fair bit forward, but he'll play a lot of midfield as well. So um, what's interesting is he gave away five free kicks and had three paid to him. And that's the way he plays. He's a bit reckless at times. Um, he's a he's a nutcase sometimes, but I think you're pretty silly not to start him. Now, I understand there are body concerns, but wouldn't you rather start him and have him average 110 for the first six weeks and then he goes down with injury and then you can turn him into someone else rather than have him average 105 and then bring him in and then he gets injured from there, Dano? I, I think Houston, ah, Houston Butters is way too cheap to ignore and not start. I think you've got to start him and, and hope he stays healthy. I don't I reckon we got ESP because the next player I was going to bring up was Dan Houston. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, yeah, Dan Houston actually played that looks like a midfield role to me. Um, his heat map is pretty much 50-50 split almost. Um, he got 25 disposals, one goal, one 110 super coach. So, but again, every time they say Dan Houston's going to play more in midfield and he does, and then all of a sudden his role switches and he's back in defense and he scores less. So Yeah, they really like the way he uses the footy and that's why they're trying to move him into that midfield group. But I can't see it happening, honestly. Um, Willem Drew's that inside guy. Obviously, Ollie Wines plays both roles inside and out and Butters will be that outside guy. Connor Rosie will move in and out of there as well. Um, but I can't see that move being permanent. I think he'll be a Mr. Fix-It, whether they need him on halfback, on the wing to play a lockdown role. Um, I think it'll be changed too much. That's fair. That's fair. Um, notable ones, got Travis Boke, 26 disposals, two goals, 115. Um, could look at him if he gets DPP, I guess, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. Jackson Mead played 63% of the time. Uh, he's 123K mid. Uh, but only got eight disposals and 24 super coach. Um, Sin got 43% time on ground, eight disposals, 28 super coach. So not the greatest outings for these two. Um, Hayes, 45% time on ground, seven disposals, 36 super coach. So again, didn't set the world on fire, um, but neither did Lysette because they're splitting their roles a bit there. They're the only real ones that I'm focused on in this. Um, Port Adelaide team, Pato. Anyone else in the Port Adelaide team that jumped jumped out at you? Not really, not really. Um, Rosie had a good game, but he'll play that half forward role where he'll be up and down scoring wise. Um, yeah, that's about it from them. Yeah, for Adelaide, biggest one that jumps out at me is Riley O'Brien. Fifteen disposals, one goal, one hundred and eight super coach. Uh, don't know how many hit outs he had, but it would have been a Fair amount to get 108 super coach from that many disposals, Pato. Yeah, 33 hitouts for Riley O'Brien. The interesting thing with Riley O'Brien was the fact that he almost played a bit of a Max Gorn role where he was dropping back into the hole and put Adelaide really struggled to deal with it early on. Now, Adelaide were on top of this game until the third quarter. And um, they just couldn't get past Riley O'Brien helping out down there. And interesting to see if that keeps up because I think that will raise Riley O'Brien's stock from a super coach perspective. Interestingly, he had six free kicks, four. Um, seven clangers, though. So if he, he won't get seven clangers every week. So it's interesting. Like, can you see Riley O'Brien averaging 120? I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility, is it, Dano? 
I can't see him averaging 120 myself. No. I can no see way. him pushing it if he plays that Max Gorn style role. Well, there are people that are picking him. So, obviously, and he has shown that he can go monster scores. He just needs consistency. He needs consistency. This might be his year. Might be his year. Um, the other players of note, uh, Rochelle, three goals, 12 disposals, 85 super coach. Uh, again, at, like in the rookies podcast, we said he's a lock. Well, I reckon he's a lock. Pato doesn't reckon he's a lock. Um, Matty Crouch, in typical Matt Crouch fashion, got 31 disposals, but he only got 83 super coach, Pato. Yeah, the guy's got to fucking lay a tackle. He had none and just two marks. So just that typical seagull role where he'll just hang out the, the outside of packs and just receive handballs and handball it on again and then happy because he's got his 30 touches. So, I'm yeah, no, no thanks for Matt Crouch. Um, 71% game time as well. I think they're managing him a little bit, but he went at 67%, so he just can't use the footy, Dano, and that's always been the knock on Matty Crouch. Yeah, he's more of a dream team fan, AFL fantasy player um, than in Supercoach. Although, funny thing is, his dream team score was 76 and his Supercoach was 83. So, work that one out. The big story out of this one, though, was Rory Laird going down with a fractured hand, was it? Fractured hand? Yeah, I think he's going to miss a month as well, which really hurts Adelaide. They were looking pretty good from the preseason, but obviously a big loss. Um, who moves into that role is the interesting one, Dano. Now, Rory Sloan played a bit more forward and was touted to play a half-forward role in preseason. But with Rory Laird going down, I think Sloan moves back in there. Um, I wouldn't be looking at him from a super coach perspective, but no. just trying to look at guys that might play an interesting role. Ben Keyes is an interesting one, played four, kicked four behinds. Playing a bit more forward again. Um, so I would be steering clear of that one. But if he picks up forward status and then moves back into the midfield, could be an interesting option. But other than that, I don't think there's too much relevancy from this Adelaide team. What is that, Lukey Paddler? But he got injured too. And he spent 15% time on ground. So, and then you got your Sam Berry um, could get in there. But again, you wouldn't be picking Sam Berry in classic. Um, one that stood out to me though, and I don't know how much to read into this, was I heard he had a really big preseason game and then he's come out with a 92 super coach in this one from 13 disposals, and that's Riley Philthorpe. Now, I, he's in the 300K range, so I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole in classic, but just anyone that plays super coach draft, he might be worth a cheeky bench option given the lack of forwards in there. So, But we mainly focus on classic. But, yeah, I just thought I'd point that out, Pato, because I thought that was really, like, he must have had a very efficient game to get a 92. Yeah, with only the four hitouts as well. He's had 10 contested possessions. So I guess there's some efficient, effective contested possessions there, but 11 handballs. So it is, it is an odd yeah. one. 40 dream team and 92 super coach. Yeah, very interesting. But, and no goals. Yeah. That's, very what, that's what amazes me about that score. And they weren't doing inflated scores in these games either. They were just going on what the score value was and not impact. So, yeah, shit. Um, I can't really see anyone else of note. Um, Saligo, one goal, nine disposals, 45 super coach from 66% time on ground. Uh, Mitchie Hinge, one goal, 12 disposals, 64 super coach from 79% time on ground. When he moved to the wing is when he looked better, Pato. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's all I can really say in this game, to be honest. Not much more. Move on to the next one, you reckon, Bato? Yep. Which is one that has a lot of juicy prospects in. So it's Essendon versus St Kilda. So Essendon, nine goals, 17 behinds, 71. Lost to St Kilda, 12 goals, 10, 82. But we'll go to the Essendon team. First one of note, Darcy Parrish, 25 disposals, zero goals to 116 super coach. Currently in my side. Surprisingly underrated by the super coach community with I think only 7% selection. So, Pato, thoughts on Darcy Parrish at the moment? It's an intriguing one, Dano. Very intriguing. Um, I think the tag risk is there. He got tagged a bit late last year and, and really affected his average. But he was unbelievable in games that he didn't get tagged in. And if teams let him do whatever the fuck he wants, um, he's going to take the piss and probably average 125. So definitely one to keep a very close eye on. Um, and if you like a POD, I don't think you can go much further than Darcy Parrish. Um, yeah. Yeah, huge. It, yeah, and the floor is 110. So it's not even a disaster if you don't pick him, Dano, unless obviously he gets injured. Touch wood, that doesn't happen. Mm. Um. But yeah, it, it seems pretty fool's fool's gold, Dano. I've got I've got a couple of proposals here. They're both Essendon players. One's two hundred and sixty odd thousand, one's two hundred and seventy thousand. One's been spoken about a lot. One hasn't. So this preseason, one of these blokes has not dropped well, actually both of them haven't dropped below hundred in Supercoach, by the way. And I bet you can pick one of them, but can you pick the other one, Pato? I can so who do you think pick- I'm talking? So you're definitely talking about Jai Caldwell. Yep, he's one of them. But who's the other one? Is it Andy McGrath? No, 270,000 this bloke is. What, Archie Perkins? Archie fucking Perkins, the Percocet. Two goals, one, 17 disposals, got 108 super coach. He's only 270,000 up forward. And I just can't help it. Note that the man hasn't dropped below 100 this preseason. It's, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I no, know, I, I know, I know. He's a very awkward price. You'd rather pick someone in the midfield in that price range, but again, another draft league one. If you got if you if you got a cheeky bench option and you're lacking forwards, Archie Perkins might be one to you know look at for Supercoach draft, but for Supercoach classic. Nah, he's too awkward. Um, but at the same time, people are picking Camarena without any preseason games. So, um, but Jai Caldwell, another one, zero goals, one, 24 disposals, 111 super coach. He is one to look at. Um, I actually looked at him last year, but then the prick got injured. Um, yeah, he's a very tasty price in the midfield this year if you want someone a little bit different to um, Jared Berry. Pardo. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is a very interesting one. He had 24 touches in 75% game time. Mm. And he had 12 center bounce attendances, which is obviously very, very big. Um, I'm surprised that there's more noise around Barry than Caldwell, if I'm honest, because I, I feel yeah. like they're both going to have a really good role. The only question mark is um, the fact that Stringer still got to come back into that Essendon team. And... I think Shield also missed this game too, did he? Uh, I believe so. 
So that's where things are interesting. So Caldwell's in 15% of teams. So it's not like he's not being thought about. He averaged 70 in two games last year. Um, That's probably his worst case scenario. But with a bunch of midfield touches, um, I can see a world where Caldwell averages 90 plus and is a really good stepping stone to make some really good cash. Um, I think personally, I'm more keen on Barry than Caldwell, but I can see why people would be keen on Caldwell. So yeah, I, I really like it, but it's just his efficiency can let him down at times. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'd be a little bit weird about starting him. Um and it's just how that Essendon midfield make up, makes up as well, because Andy McGrath's obviously moved to the back line, but they've got Merritt, who only played half of this game, Dano. Just under 45%. Yeah, and obviously Stringer to come back as well. So, yeah, I, I can't see it maintaining. I feel like he might be a little bit of a trap, and I prefer Barry at the price. Yep, that's fair. Jordan Ridley got 19 disposals, 99 super coach. Um one off 100. That sucks. Um, we've also got Andy McGrath, 21 disposals, 102 super coach, who we believe will get DPP about round six. So he's one to keep a cheeky eye on, Pardo. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I don't think his price will change too much. So we don't have to worry about starting him to make sure we get him at the best price. Um, but yeah, definitely one to keep tabs on because it looks like he's going to play that halfback role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other ones to note. So, Zachy Merritt, only half a game, 18 disposals, 54 super coach. Um, Baldwin, one goal, 10 disposals, 48 super coach um, from 80% time on ground. We, I believe that he will actually play, honestly. Um, I hope not because I want Martin to play, who got zero goals, one. Um, 16 disposals and 50 super coach from 42% time on ground. <laughs> um, other ones of note, Tyson Heppel only got 13 disposals, 66% time on ground, 52 super coach. I'm not touching him in defense. Um, any others that take you well, uh, of note, Pato, Ben Hobbs didn't even play. He was on the bench the entire time. Didn't get it looking. Yeah, Hobbs, Hobbs is a really talented midfielder, but very tough midfielder crack. Nick Hind was a popular one last year, but I wouldn't be touching him at all. Sam Draper is a very interesting one, Dano. Now, he gave away five free kicks, but had 24 hitouts oh. for a 74. So, one to keep an eye on. I think he might be the next young ruck to sort of make a, a leap up to a 90-odd. So, if you can pick him up in a keeper league, I, I think that's nice. But it's not really our forte. Um, and that's about it on the Essendon side, Dano. Now, I'm keen to talk about this next club now. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Saints. Did they come marching in? So, Rowan Marshall, 24 disposals, 100 super coach. Pato, what do you think? I've seen a lot of teams very, chucking Rowan Marshall in at R2. I'm very surprised he didn't pick up forward status after playing a lot of forward last year. Um, it's a little bit of a shame because I think feel like he'd be a very popular pick if he was available as a forward. I think yeah. his role looks really good early, but the, the problem is when Putty Wright is healthy, then he comes straight back in and plays that ruck role um, and Marshall goes back forward. So 
I don't like that. Now I've got a very interesting one for you, Dano. Yep. And he's had he's had a role change. Oh, okay. And he took a majority of the kick-ins. The Brad Hill. It is Brad Hill. Yeah, I had a feeling. It's an interesting one. Um, now I'm not 100 sure what his price point is, but it's probably awkward as fuck. We can have a quick Three, look anyway. But he, 394,000. So it's not a great price, but if he stays at halfback and takes kick-ins, I really like it. I really like it. Now, could you start him? I don't think so, but have a very keen eye on him. Now, if he scores well in the first couple of games and you pick up an injury to a defender, whether that's Oh, maybe George Hewitt comes out and is just fucking terrible and you just sideways him to Bradley Hill or something like that. But just one to keep an eye on. Now, very interesting. Um, Jack Steele didn't really look interested in this game at all. Um, got 89. I wouldn't be too swayed by that. Not a His very good captain. The not being interested in the game, just saying. Sorry? Not a very good captain if he's not interested in the game, just saying. Yeah, look, I think once round one hits, he'll he'll really blast off. All of the other and captains have actually scored pretty good in preseason. Yeah, Nankervis did score pretty well. Yeah, Paddy Cripps, but, Josh Kelly. But no, we'll talk about Jack Steele a little bit more in depth next yeah. week, Dano. Okay. But you, yeah, you know, I'm much... very. I don't. I don't. Everyone thinks my opinion's controversial on Steele is that I'm not starting him because I don't actually think he's going to start the season as well as people think. That's fair. That's fair. Round three, I reckon uh, he'll destroy Richmond, but first two rounds, I don't think he's going to score as good as the 120 plus range that people think. I reckon he might even get one to two sub 100s. Big call. It is a big call, but we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yep, yep. Mason Wood, now, lol. <laughs> Two goals, Mason, disposals, Mason Wood actually had some big games last year. I don't know. It feels um, weird talking about it. It does, because he was delisted by North Melbourne, which just says all you need to know. But he did have some fairly big games in an, a last year. He averaged 71, um, had a 113 and a 108 and a 97 day no. Um, and a 94. So he had couple. He had an injury. I had a couple of injury scores actually. So 44 and 22 and a 16. But in the four games he played without injury, he had 113. He had 108, a 97, and a 94. So it's not as crazy as you think. Sounds dirty. But I'm not Can't fucking going there, Mason Wood. No, I'm not touching that. <laughs> no, nah, nah. Maybe in draft. Maybe a sneaky pickup in draft. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, uh, the other one to maybe keep an eye on is Wanganim Malera. Um, looked okay in 33% game time and scored a 28. Um, yep. Yeah. One, just, just one to keep an eye on. If he's named, I think you'd probably start him. Um, he's at a pretty good price. Jack Hayes. Not guaranteed to play. Jack Hayes, 78% time on ground, one goal, one, 12 to say, 60. 60 super coach. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the Ruckman. Yeah, sorry, Jack Hayes. Yeah. Well, he's um, not really a Ruckman. This is where people will get confused. He can pinch hit in the Ruck, but he's actually not a Ruck. He's kind of like he just classic, he just qualifies as a tall forward, but he's actually shorter than Patrick Cripps. Yes. Yeah, so 
Hayes is another one where I feel like he doesn't play with Ryder back. I could be wrong. And if he sets the world on fire, they'll find a spot for him. Yeah. But it's just how that forward group makes up because there's only so many guys you can put into that forward line. Now, obviously, Max King is locked in. Obviously, Tim Membry is locked in. Mason Wood's locked in. Um, and there's your three tolls. Membry, Marshall. Uh, sorry, not Marshall. Membry, Wood, and King. There's your three tolls. So, Obviously, you've got your resting Ruckman as well. And then, I mean, the Smalls will, will take care of themselves. You've got Gresham, you've got Higgins, you've got Billings who's playing forward. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know how tall they'll go. And that's I, what I, concerns me about Hayes. I see Hayes, and this is why I said he just scrapes in it as, as a tall forward. I actually see him more as a medium, medium tall, even though he just scrapes into the definition of tall. Yeah, but they've um, got two guys like that as well in wooden memory. Aren't they just tall, tall? No, nah, no, nah, they're like mid 190s. Yeah, see, Hayes isn't mid 190s. He's lower 190s. Yeah, so is wooden memory. Oh, well, there you go. Wood's 192. Yeah, shit. Okay. <laughs> and I reckon memories are similar. Yeah. Memories 188. He's shorter than Hayes. Okay. <laughs> the skunk so there's a lot of that range and they, they almost need that taller body so that's where I think if Ryder comes back he'll obviously move into the ruck Marshall will go forward and they'll play Marshall and King with the two mid guys in wood and memory and then the small so I think that's how it plays out I, I'd love Hayes to, to play and play 22 games because he's 102,000 he's a ruck forward and he'll be locked into my team if he is guaranteed, but I don't think he is. That's why I'm probably steering clear. Well, we don't need him to play 22 games. We only need him to play about seven. Yeah, really, first seven, seven happy to 80. Thank you very much. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, Wanganin Malira is one that I'm going to keep an eye on because I, with the injuries that happened to Hunter Clark, um, I can see Wanganin Malira sneaking into that side now. Um, Hayes... I've already got him my side. Um, Jade Gresham's another one that everyone's been raving about. One goal, 18 disposals, 77 super coach from 77% time on ground. I, yeah, can't, no, no pick, I can't pick him myself. No, thanks. Yeah, I can't pick him myself. Um, yeah, they're, they're all of the players from that game. Um, but the real game was the Giants versus the Pies. No, I'm kidding. Um, GWS 15 goals, 10, 100 versus Collingwood, eight goals, 11, 59. Um, Josh Kelly took the piss, 41 disposals, 161 super coach. If they had have done impact points, I reckon he would have pushed 180, 190 in this game, <laughs> honestly. Um, Timmy Taranto, two goals, one, 31 disposals, 108. Stephen Cornelio, 27 disposals, 112 super coach. But the one that you've been looking at from memory Pato and like just out of curiosity is Callan Ward. He's been playing off of half back. He played off half back in this game, got 30 disposals at 114 super coach, which I found a bit interesting with Wardy. No, I haven't been looking at Callan Ward. Um, you must've been, you must be thinking about someone else. Um, oh, I think it was Daniel. <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly. But um yeah, it's easy to get sucked in by this day. No, no, it's, I just want to burst your bubble just a little bit. Last year, Collingwood midfield gave up so many points. Mm. 
it wasn't funny. Now, it's easy to say Josh Kelly scoring 160 and getting excited about that. And if you want to start Josh Kelly, I'm not going to argue against it because um, Josh Kelly's a star. I love I love Josh Kelly's game. I love watching him play. He's an absolute superstar of the competition. Uh, but he's up and down. He doesn't get 160 every week. He'll probably score three scores like that a year, um, but he'll also have three 90s in a year. So I wouldn't be getting too excited about fine. that, Dano. Sorry. Nine is in a year's fine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. No, um, but Canelio showed... Jack Steele still drops below 100. Everyone does. Yeah, I know. So if you only drop below 100 three times and get 90, fucking good. I'm not on Josh Kelly personally. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But no, Canelio, we saw enough to um, confirm that he should be in 80... Uh, sorry, 100% of teams. Yep, 100%. Um, he looks great. His body looks good. Um, the role's there. Um, yeah, should be lock and load. Um, Taranto is an interesting one, Dano. Um, the forward role scares me. He's available as a forward. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's still an upgrade target for mine. Yeah. Once Toby right. Green's back. Yep. Um, but I do like it. Um, Lockie Whitfield... The ball didn't spend a heap of time down there. So that's why his score slightly. Yeah, I mean, 96 is fine um, as a floor. I'm still locked Lockheed Whitfield into my team. Um, yeah. From a Giants perspective, now, Proust was, looked pretty good. Um, Flynn looks good physically. Proust is a bit older and, and dealt with a lot of injuries. That's why he looks like a slumbering jack. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um you couldn't start Proust now that he's suspended. Yeah. You, I don't think you start Flynn at 450 or whatever he is. Yeah, there's better, there is better value. Flynn does have the ceiling though, but yeah, there's better value. Yeah. Better value out there. I would love to have, if, if Flynn had gone 100 plus in both of the preseason games, I would have actually been all over him because of how he's been training and stuff. But yeah, couldn't do it. Gaundy, Gaundy. Um, we had the return of Jacob Popper, but he 21 disposals, two goals, 76% time on ground, 74 super coach. Doesn't really warrant scream out and pick me. Um, Tom Green, which I was surprised with his score. He had 31 disposals, but only got an 84 super coach. But he's a cheeky draft option. People last year who picked him um, as a breakout contender, I think this year is going to be his breakout year, but it won't warrant picking him because I reckon if you pick him, you want him to be in those top 10 midfielders. He won't be. Be a stepping stone guy. But yeah, I, I really like Tom. Oh, yep. I really like Tom Green. Um, he had seven clangers in this game. That's what affected his score. Um, but we're looking at a third-year guy that will probably make the leap to about 90, 95, I reckon, this year in Tom yep. Green. Um, and if he keeps that midfield role, that might pop up to about a 100, 105 the year after in his fourth year. That's the that's the last year I like that to really pop. Um, but yeah, I, I I can see him doing quite well this year. Yeah, um, one that I was keeping an eye on was actually Connor Stone. He was 190k up forward uh, in Supercoach, but he freaking got injured. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's done. Um, Dan Lloyd got a bit of a... He got subbed out as well, um, but we wouldn't look at him for super coach. The main reason I bring these guys up is because it allows opportunities for other guys to come into the side. Um, 
Jared Brander got subbed on, um, but his super coach was terrible, and he's only a mid selection as well, midfield selection as well. Lockie Ash only had 12 disposals, 45 super coach. I know a fair few people were looking at him as a potential breakout player. Nah, wouldn't touch him. Isaac Cumming is another one that's similarly priced to Whitfield, only had 19, 19 disposals, 66 super coach there. Nah, wouldn't touch. Um, I know it's only one game, but they, they really needed to show something in this one to warrant selection. But the Magpies have a few that warrant selection, and three of them were their top scoring players, Paddo. Yeah, um, Brody Grunder should be in everyone's team. Um, 117, 80% game time, just the 25 hit outs, only 15 touches, but still got to 117. So he would have cruised through this game. He didn't really care that much about this game. Um, yeah. Nick Dacos. Nick Dacos. I mean, we don't have to say much more about him. Um, played midfield, played halfback. Um, Was everywhere. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable talent. He'll be, unfortunately, a very, very good player for Collingwood for many years. Yeah. Yeah. The one I'm very, very interested in, Dano, is Jack Crisp. The guy doesn't miss games. He's um, just so durable. And he's moved into that midfield now, Dano. Um, I actually prefer his scoring as a defender. He scored higher as a defender than he did last year as a midfielder. But I, I really like it. I think I'm going to start Jack Crisp. The only thing that is a slight concern is. Pat Lipinski, who got subbed out, he is yep. touted to play a midfield role. And he who shall not be named um, played more of <laughs> a forward role coming off a cracked rib. So just tread with caution. Um, another one to keep an eye on is Finn McRae, who we didn't mention in the rookie podcast, who is a rookie mm. price player. If he can pick up some midfield minutes, he's a really good option as a second-year guy. Um, obviously, his brother's not bad at footy. And it's not fair to con- to compare Finlay with with his brother, but um, if he can be half the player that his brother is, then he'll be a pretty good AFL player. So it's just depending on how that midfield group looks, Dano. Yeah, Maynard was one that a fair few people were actually looking at to bounce back this year, but he's been suspended because he roundhoused instead of straight armed uh, punching a footy. Um, he had eighteen disposals, seventy four super coach, so don't touch him, I guess. Um, we don't really have anyone else on here that screams out, pick me, Pato. The he who shall not be named, oh, I'm going to name him. So, Pato, you might want to turn your headphones off or something, which is Jordan Dugowie. <sighs> One goal, 17 disposals, 74 super coach from 71% time on ground. I think he will go back into that midfield. They were just easing him back in, um, playing up forward. So, there's another mid, uh, sorry, forward option in Supercoach that we were very bullish on and we didn't like being bullish on, but I just want to see him actually play midfield. Um, I could roll the dice and play play him for my round one over Isaac Heaney because um, Heaney, we know, is playing forward in round one, but hopefully he's back in the midfield by round two because Papley will be back. But, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, that's something to think about as well. Going to the next game, Pato, which actually has Heaney in it, which was Sydney Swans versus North Melbourne. So we've got Sydney Swans, 12 goals, 10, 82, defeating North Melbourne, 7 goals, 9, 51. So straight away, 
Got a big breakout contender. The top scored for Sydney, Pato. That's we've got two. There's two, Dano. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. True. 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 I forgot about your sneaky one. Um, but anyway, McInerney top scored one goal, 30 disposals, 127 super coach playing on that wing. Looks like he's just taking over from Jordan Dawson and it looks very tasty, Pato. Yeah, McInerney actually had a, a sneaky good year last year. Um, was pretty decent playing a variety of roles. So it's not surprising to see him come in and do well. Um, 30 touches is unbelievable. He did rotate through the midfield a little bit. Um, and it's easy to get sucked in by the big score, but we have to remember who he played. Um, and that's North Melbourne for those playing at home. So, yeah, there's reason to be bullish, but there's also reason to be cautious because it is North. But he yep. looked good. He passed the eye test. And, um, yeah, one to keep an eye on. I don't know if you should be starting someone like that. Um, it would be incredibly risky um, at 411000 but he's DPP. And, um, I mean, you might prefer him to a George Hewitt and, and prefer to go with the POD, and um, I wouldn't blame you for it. Seen a few on Twitter. A few on Twitter with the McInerney. Crazy Frogs. Shout out to Crazy Frogs, the one that won the round one score last year. He finished in the top 100. He has McInerney, I think, at D3 at the moment. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. But the one that you pointed out, um, we'll skip a few of these other ones. We'll get back to them. Um, but one that you pointed out before we recorded the podcast, you got 28 disposals, Pato. I want to talk about him. Yes, Nick Blakey, 325000 So, yeah, very awkward price range. Now, last year, he was shifted to a wing. So he started off forward as he played most of his junior years and shifted to a wing and actually scored okay in that role. Um, he had a 78, 92, 79, 70, 73, 72, 65. So he's pretty consistent in that role. They've gone one further, Dano, and he played half back against mm. the Ruse and picked up a lazy 28 touches. It's yeah. it's interesting. It's intriguing. Um, he's coming into a pretty good age. He's just, he's 22 years old and he's a really talented coach. kid. So it's it's an interesting one. 115 super coach for him too, Pato. Yep. Very solid game. It's actually second highest scorer for the Swans. And the highest in meters gained as well. There you go. Yeah, he's a, he's a sneaky, sneaky look. What position is he in super coach at the moment? Because I haven't actually looked. Uh, he is a defender. Oh, there you go. So you've got a couple to consider there. And like, if you're new to this podcast... Pato and I like to point out a few smokies because we're not afraid to say jump on to someone. Um, Aaron Hall last year, I said um, to jump on what a, it was two rounds before anyone else. Wasn't it, Pato? Stuff like that. You said Darcy, as soon as the MCG Anzac Day game with Darcy Parish happened, you were like, everyone jump on now. He's sold mid, jump on now. And people that listened did, and they got him in the, what, 400,000 range. So we... We like to do a few smokies, and when we bring up the eyes like this, like Blakey being one of them, it's actually is a good look. I reckon it's a it's a good look, but again, when you pick them early, you got to think: will they end up being top in their position by the end of the season? During the season, when you pick them up, 
it's just when you pick them up, they just have to average high. But when you pick them from the start, you've got to make sure that they are actually going to be top in their position or value for money. And Blakey, to me, is value for money, Pato. Yeah, I've got money in the bank. I can turn Hinge into Blakey, and I'm very tempted to, don't I? I actually don't mind it. If he's playing halfback, that is very tantalizing. And, yeah. Speaking of people that play in defense, Jakey Lloyd, 26 disposals, only 82 super coach. I reckon he's going to have a big drop off. In He'll still be one of the top rated defenders in super coach, but I just reckon he's not going to be 107 average. Um, I mean, I, I see it going the other pre-season. way personally. Ooh. However, I am playing with the idea of downgrading him to someone cheaper, maybe a Jaden Short, um, just to use the money elsewhere. And I'm, I'm playing with that. I don't think Jake Lloyd will go up in price. I think the only reason why you wouldn't want to start him um, and regret it is if he comes out scoring 120s, 130s, like he did two years ago. Because yeah, he did have a little bit of a drop-off last year with Dawson having such a big year. So, look, no, at his age, no. his experience, I don't think he's too worried about scoring 120 against North Melbourne in a preseason game. I think once the real stuff starts, he'll be fine. He takes the kickouts. Um, North Melbourne only kicked nine behinds. Doesn't I take think all he... the kickouts now, though, Pato. That's a thing. He's been sharing the load now. Yeah, I still like Jake Lloyd. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, my controversial opinion is I'm not going to start him. I reckon there's value elsewhere, and I reckon I can pick him up cheaper. He'll still be one of the solid guys at the end of the year, but, yeah, I reckon I can pick him up cheaper. Um, Isaac Heaney. We're back up forward because Papley's down. Four goals, 17 disposals, 113 super coach, 72% time on ground. Um, Ollie Florent, who everyone forgets about. I remember when we picked him in his first year. Um, highly rated youngster. One goal, 25 disposals, 109 super coach. Maybe it's his year to finally, you know, actually pull his finger out. Um Callum Mills came on for 41% time on ground, 15 disposals, 85 super coach. 41% time on ground, Pat, over 85. Yeah. Um, Callum Mills is unbelievable, but Achilles soreness for the best part of 18 months, Dano. Yeah, I know. That's a yeah, big I'm... no from me. Um, I'm happy to wait and see how that plays out. For those, well, I mean, most of us had him last year and he actually missed a couple of games later on in the year because of that Achilles issue. So I don't love it at his age as well um, to get Achilles soreness. No, thank you. Young. You feel young, Pato. Yeah, getting Achilles young. soreness at young uh, when you're young is not good. No. Let's keep it going. Um, L. McDonald, a.k.a. Logan McDonald, was one. Two goals, one, 12 disposal, 107. Wouldn't really look into that. Um, where is Mr. McCartan? Paddy McCartan, 91% 74. time on ground. 14 disposal, 74 super coach. Lock and load, baby. Yeah, if named, I think you'd be silly not to start him. He looks um, really good down back, and I think you start him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, massive POD, Lukey Parker, 23 disposals, 69% time on ground, 86 super coach. Um, yeah, there's better better money spent elsewhere. The, the thing that's concerning me is that, well, not really concerning because it's we've been waiting for it to happen for years. Josh P. Kennedy on the decline 
rapidly. And I think the speed of the game is getting past him now, Pato. Yeah, it's finally happening. Yeah. He's only got 19 disposals, 70 super coach. I think he's done. Um, if you're looking at him anyway, I think he'd probably be new to super coach if you're looking at him. But yeah, got him in draft. I don't actually like it. But yeah, I, I like the McInerney and the Blakey calls, the Heaney look in. But let's go to North Melbourne. So we've got another one. And I'm, I'm going to start on this bloke because you were hot on him before any other podcast, Pato. Very hot. Like, you're almost having a circle jerk over this bloke when you found out that Aaron Hall went down and then this bloke was going back to halfback. And that's Luke McDonald. And he had 22 disposals, 107 super coach, and he's listed as a mid-only in super coach. But he will get DPP at round six. But he's in that awkward 300,000 price range. But he... Are you mad to actually consider Luke McDonald? I don't think so. I reckon it's a huge POD, and I reckon he could end up being in the top defenders by season ends once he gets DPP. Pardo, what do you what do you think? So I actually um, predicted this one before anything came out from North Melbourne about playing backline. Um, and then when Hall went down, I was like, oh, actually, he um, is definitely going to play halfback now. Um, the only issue is I'd be concerned with what his role would be like with Hall back in the team. Because yeah. there's only so much footy to be shared down there. And obviously, Zebel, McDonald, Hall, they're all going to be sharing the ball quite a lot down there. And there's only so much of it they can have. Um, now, whether Zebel moves from the back line somewhere else remains to be seen. I like Luke McDonald, though. Um, he will definitely pick up DPP and he's at a pretty decent price. But just that mid, mid price madness, Dano, like I. I feel horrible for considering all these mid-rangers, but we're so forced to look at these sort of guys because mm. of the rookie situation. Yeah, that's so true. Um, but yeah, I don't mind the Luke McDonald as a big POD if you were looking at... Uh, and I'm, it's going to sound weird. I'm, I'm still picking Raul, but like if you're wanting someone different to a Raul or a Berry, Luke McDonald might not be a bad shout, but yeah, I'd still go Raul. Um, LDU... Davies Uniac, uh, 22 disposals, 110 super coach. People are thinking yeah, this is his year. I thought last year was going to be his year to come out the floodgates, but no, this year looks more like it. Cunnington, I don't think, is coming back anytime soon with his cancer stuff going on. So, But again, will LDU be in the final eight mids or 10 mids at the end of the season? Probably not. Need a huge year for that to happen. Um, but then again, we wouldn't have said the same about Darcy Parrish last year, would we, Pato? No, no. There's usually some that come from nowhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Davies Uniac, but I don't love it. Um, mm. There's one that's slightly more better tempting than Luke McDonald even, and that's Jared Polek. I think we need to talk about him, don't I? Okay. Okay. He is in the, what, 200K range? He's 246, midfield mm -hmm. only. Yep. Playing a wing, playing halfback, so he may pick up DPP. Yeah, 20 touches um, and 83% game time. So it, it, he didn't set the world on fire against the Swans, but just one to keep a close eye on. Yep, that's fair. That's a fair one. Yeah. Uh, Jason Horn, Francis, two goals, two, 16 disposals, 87 supercoach lock and load. Taron Thomas is a very popular one. This preseason, he only had 19 disposals, 70 super coach. Um, 
I don't like his chances getting into that midfield too often. I think he'll be like a, a Rainer where he just goes in at a smaller percentage. Um, but I'd rather see him permanently in there, but I doubt it. They've got too many mids at the moment. Jack Zebel, 19 disposals, 91 super coach. Um, Jack Zebel. Is there, are people overlooking Jack Zebel, Pato? Yeah, because he's expensive and he's got the same injury risk that he did last year. But he got through a full season pretty much last year. He did, yeah. And he's playing bruise-free footy. At the moment, he is. But what happens when Hall comes back? We haven't seen all of Hall, McDonald, Zebel, Pollock, etc. play together. I think, I think what might happen is Hall would go to the wing. I think they'd rather Hall on the wing than a Jack Zebel who isn't the fastest or the cleanest. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's the only thing I could really see there. Um, but we'll go to Cherry. Cherry had 17 disposals. Don't know how many hit outs, but he was the main ruck. 96 super coach. Seen a fair few teams chuck him in up forward, Pato, at the low 200k range. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? 29 hit outs for, for young Cherry. Playing in that ruck run role. Um, we, we spoke a little bit about this in the rookie podcast. I don't love it because of Callum Coleman-Jones. He was drafted to come in and play the ruck one role. Um, interestingly, Todd Goldstein looks like he's just going to be their full forward and be the backup ruck, essentially. So not a bad bloke to have as your backup ruck, um, former All-Australian. But it's, I can't start him only because of Col- Coleman-Jones. I don't think all three of them play together. And if they do, one of them will go forward. Now, whether that's Coleman Jones or whether that's Jerry Cherry, we will see. Um, could be a downgrade option if he comes out and averages 100 over the first two. You're going to have to get him in. So you're yeah. going to have to sacrifice someone there to get him in. Um, but I'm willing to burn that trade and wait and see. Yeah, that's fair. Going down to some lesser nonies. Um, we've got Gota, 34% time on ground, four disposals, nine super coach. Put a line through him at this stage for them with rookies. You never fucking know. He could come out in round one and absolutely kill it. I don't know. But yeah, Goder, I've put a line through. Hasn't shown enough. Jai Simpkin is one that people are thinking might go well this year. 15 disposals, 82% time on ground, 39 super coach. I think think most of his good scores last year came when they were playing in Taddy, didn't they, Pato? Yeah, um, the fact that he won't be playing. I mean, it, when North Melbourne moved to Tassie, he, you lock him in and you're around one team. Um, but not, not for me, not for me. Goda and Roberts both in the same boat. They got some minutes, but just didn't do enough to to get themselves into the discussion for round one. So put a line through both of those guys. Um, not much else to really talk about this game, I don't think, Dano. Yep. Move on to the next one because we're going really over time, but fucking YOLO. Um, Frio versus West Coast. Frio, 11 goals, 13-79. Defeated West Coast, 10 goals, 6-66. Um, my boy, Lukey Ryan, 24 disposals. I think he had like 10 marks or something like that. 111 super coach. Oh, jeez. And I'm really torn as to whether I pick him because like I was saying previously, he has the juiciest first six rounds I've ever seen in my fucking life. First game is against, what, the Crows, and I don't think he's ever dropped below 104. 
and then he's got four of his six games at Optus Stadium, and that and that game against Adelaide, I think, is at Adelaide Oval, which really is an home ground advantage for them because, yeah. Anyway, I just oh, it won't won't surprise me if at the last minute I put Lukey Ryan in my team, Pato. Yeah, fair, fair. It'd be a huge POD. Um, I don't love it because he can play lockdown at times. But if you start him, good luck to you. Um, I'm keen to talk about this next guy, Dono. Um, Jordan Clark. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 24 disposal, 20... 84% time on ground, 103 super coach. Yep. Yeah. When it's 79%, um, he's at 338,000 and he's a mid only. So he's at a shit house price point. But another one that will is playing halfback. So he'll pick up defense capabilities, the DPP. And all he needs is opportunity. And I think he'll get that opportunity. And I like it. Yep. Caleb Sarong, another popular pick, 25 disposals, 100 super coach. Um, yep, that's all I can say there. Will Brody is the, I'm going to say, yeah, curious case of Will Brody in this one. 23 disposals, 100 super coach. Nat Fife during the week came and said, came out and said he, the forward experiment is over and that he's going to be full-time mid now. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what does that mean for Will Brody? I'm going to take you to another player who attended something like 22 of 25 centre bounces, and that was Mitch Croden. 68% time on ground, 10 disposals, 53 super coach. He's not going to be playing mid. Fife overtakes Croden when Croden's in the freaking midfield. So I think Brody is safe, in my opinion. What do you think, Pato? Yeah, I think Brody's fine. I don't know why people are, are hesitant to start him. Um, he is at an awkward point, but they brought him over to play midfield and essentially replace Adam Chera. Yeah. That's what he's doing there. Um, Sarong, will, I think he'll have a really good bounce back year as well. Um, he's, he's sort of served his time last year as a, as a tagger at times, and I feel like he's going to have a bit more of a freer role. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him have a little jump from last year. Yeah. Um, one I'm really big on Dano and he spent time in my team, but I've had to downgrade him just because of the rookie situation. Um, and I'll keep saying his name until he is that 115 guy, Andy Brayshaw. Yeah. He had 30 yeah. touches in 77% game time. He had eight clangers as well, which isn't great, obviously. Um, but I mean, you have that and he's at 120 um, in 77% game time. So I think Brayshaw is going to be the really big breakout guy this year. I'm spewing. I can't, probably can't start him, Dano, but I'm getting a very close eye on him. Um, I think he'll have a really big year. Surprised that you've taken him out because you're very bullish all preseason, and then you've taken him out. Yeah, but to take him out, I'd have to take out a cash cow like Tom Joyce or Josh Ward, and I I just can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, one that another one that we were talking about, um, Chapman, um, twenty three disposals. 71% time on ground. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's the wrong one. That's Caleb's wrong. 23 disposal, 77% time on ground, 86 super coach. Um, he's at a very awkward price, but I've seen a fair few people now start slotting him in. He's the Mr. Fix-It. He reminds me of Harry Perryman when Harry Perryman actually averaged in the 90s because all, all the Giants would do is just like, yo, can you go here? Yo, can you go there? He's just like, yeah, he's polyfiller. Fills a hole where wherever he's needed. That means that he might score really well one week, but then he might play a lockdown role the next. But at his price, I don't think that's a. I think there's more reward than risk, Pato. 
Yeah, I don't mind Chapman, but it's just at that really shit ass price. That's the only issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough too. I get that. I get that. Um, we look at some. Oh yeah, Shawnee Darcy. Sean Darcy, one goal, eight disposals. Don't know how many hitouts, but he got ninety-five super coach. Um, but I think he's gonna come. What's it? What's this? He's gonna come out and fucking score one eighty and one ninety in the first two weeks. You can see it happening, can't you? <laughs> he's just gonna butt fuck us, and we're gonna be like, "Damn it, we're bullish all preseason," yeah. and then we dropped him at the last second. You can, but you also consider that I think he went off the ground injured about eleven times last year. I, I think um, someone said nine. Yeah, that's still a shit. Yeah. Mode. So I just think it's too risky. Um, he will have big games, 100%. He'll have big 160, 170 games. And he may even win people their head-to-head matchups in their leagues. That's how much of a difference maker Sean Darcy can be. But on the flip side, he could get rested for a game against West Coast, for example, because they're going to be fucking terrible. Um yeah. And he'll cost you a final. And you've got to play Sam Hayes instead for a 40. Yeah. That's why I've, I, yeah, I'd, I'd need to see Darcy play a pretty healthy year to consider him for the following year. Um, in saying that 95 in 80% game time against Nick Natanui is nothing to be scoffed at. Um, that's actually really high for a ruck, rucking against Nick Natanui. But yeah, the injury issue just, concerns the fuck out of me move on to the west coast and nick nat was only on the ground for 58 percent of the time got 11 disposals and 65 super coach and yeah i'm i'm off him uh although he's probably going to increase his on-field time because i think they just wrapped him in cotton ball um they didn't want to any more injuries and i think they did the same with tim kelly they kept taking him off at one stage he was, had 32 disposals 76 percent time on ground for 119 super coach because they were just like fuck we don't want any more injuries um but tim kelly is a really interesting one in that can he actually put the team on his back even though they're going to get probably get flogged a lot of the time can he actually have that really good year he's 464 dano i know that's what i'm saying is can he actually have that really good year the thing you've got to consider is the fact that they'll actually be able to play in WA this year. Yeah. Tim that's Kelly, what I mean. as we all know, requested a trade back home because he was struggling down in Geelong. And I don't blame him because Geelong's a fucking hole. Um, <laughs> but he got his move and then obviously had to play on the road last year because of COVID. Yeah. And did that affect him mentally? Probably. He was away from his family. And that's the reason why he requested that trade. So I feel like he's going to be in a better place mentally. It's just, can he take that next step to be the out-and-out primo in the midfield? Now, he was great at Geelong because we could pick him as a forward and he averaged 100, 105, whatever he averaged, and, and he was great. Um, But as you said, can he put that midfield on his back and lead it? I'm not sure. I'm not sold. I wouldn't be surprised if he is that guy that over, jumps up to a 115 this year, um, especially with Nick Nat shoving it down his throat. But... I think West Coast are going to be pretty average and I don't love having primos from teams that aren't great. Well, he kind of, it could end up being like a Rory Laird situation where it's just they get flogged, but he just fucking racks up the pill. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So that's why I'm just like, ooh, Tim Kelly, maybe. And the one, our mate Daniel, he he was 
questioning or querying this before all of the preseason games happen, can Tim Kelly actually do it for those very reasons? And I, I don't actually, I don't actually mind it. Someone's out there at an M5, just cheekily chucks a Tim Kelly in there as a massive POD. I don't mind it at all. Anyway, moving on. Alex Witherden got suspended out round one. 27 disposals, 91% time on ground, 81 super coach. Then you look at old man Hearn, 67% time on ground, 17 disposals, 84 super coach. Looks like the reins are being handed over to Witherden there, Pato. Yeah, but you look at it at a percentage standpoint, in 67% game time, Hearn's dropped 84. So if he plays 85, that's a 105, 110 game. Yeah, but I also I also see um, well, sorry, I heard that West Coast are going to be resting a few more of their aging players throughout the year. As so Hearn will be one of them. Um, so I think they're just pretty much handing the keys over that are with it in to take over there. Andy Gaff, one goal, 21 disposals, 79% time on ground, 66 super coach, fucking avoid. No, nah, no, nah, no way. Um, yeah, Connor avoid. West is an interesting one. Um, yep. 249,000 mid uh, forward, sorry, um, but will play midfield. How much midfield he plays remains to be seen. Um, he played 69% game time and scored 76. So not horrible. Does he get one of those midfield spots? We'll see. Um, I don't know what the Elliot Yo situation is. Um, apparently he's coming back. The Yeah. Apparently he's so, coming back. There's probably one spot in there for a, a full-time midfielder. Now, I think um, Joyce. Joyce will probably get that first choice because of yes, how Joyce, good Joyce. he was. Um, you've got Jack Redden as well who can play the role. Connor West is, can play the role. They've got heaps of guys they can throw in there. But not Willie Rioli now because he had one goal. <laughs> I mean, just like 33 super guys fucking pass. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have his bong in his pocket, so... He, yeah, he was a bit lost out there. Jesus Christ. Oh, might have eaten some face cakes and found some face. Nah. Anyway, I feel bad for the man. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad. Um, anyway, that's pretty much all I have for that game there. We've got uh, Hugh, Hugh Hoff, whatever the fuck you want to call him. 83% time on ground, 14 disposals, 47 super coach. Doesn't look too tantalizing. Naish, your boy. 37% time on ground, one goal, 14 disposals, 58 super coach, 180-odd K mid-forward. Yep, yep. No, he'll um he'll pick up a wing there at the West Coast Eagles and he'll have plenty of room to do whatever the fuck he wants. So I really like Pat Nash. If he's named, he's in my team. I'm I'm starting him. Yep. A little bit of Richmond bias, but I like it. I like it. Bailey anyway, Williams, the last game. Huh? Bailey Williams is an interesting one. Hugh Dixon looks as well. like he's going to play the backup ruck role, but last year Nick Natanui did raise his time on ground percentage a little bit. Um, can he go even further up? We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't love it because I think they're going to be pretty average and he'll play spend a lot of time forward. But if for whatever reason Nick Nat goes down, Bailey Williams becomes a pretty interesting pick. But yeah, yeah. not great. Right, we'll go on to the next. Um, Coast game, which was Gold Coast Suns versus Geelong. Um, 
And shout out to James because I told him that Gold Coast would beat Geelong in this preseason game. And I gave him a whole list of reasons why. And I'm pretty sure he ignored me and Gold Coast won. So anyway, Gold Coast 13 goals, 17, 95. Defeated Geelong 11 goals, 6, 72. Took Miller, beast mode, 32 disposals, 2 goals, 1, 78%, 78% time on ground, 149 super coach. Fucking nutty. Nutty. Yeah, he was unbelievable, Dano. And um, I would pick if I if I had the choice, like you know my thoughts on steel, I'd actually pick Miller over Steel. I'm I'm going the other way, but Took Miller is definitely a target. Yeah. It's just 100%. has he ever had to deal with a tag? No. Uh will teams start giving him some attention? I think so. Oh, anyway, we got Matty Rail, 27 disposals, 78% time on ground, 121 super coach. Lockety lock in my side, Pato. Fucking Rowley's back, baby. Yeah, seven tackles, eight clearances, 18 contested possessions. Um, if we're talking normal scaling and stuff like that, that's probably a 140 game and Took Miller probably gets 160. So yep. yeah, I think you're silly not to start him. Um, you will get mad FOMO if you don't start him and he comes out like a house on fire because you'll struggle getting him in. Yep. I think you need to start him. And if, if it goes wrong from there, that's fine. You can trade out of it. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I think, yeah, lockety lock. Yeah, here's a bloke that I think lost about 20 points in one movement on the weekend, and he scored 101, and that's Noah Anderson. And you remember when I was talking in process, and I was like, people, everyone's focusing on Raul. No one's really looking at Anderson. He just gradually gets better every season. So... 25 disposals, zero goals won, 71% time on ground, 101 super coach. He gave away a stupid free kick and then argued with the umpire and gave away a 50-meter penalty. And I've seen 50-meter penalties after something like that given away um, go for, yeah, about 20 points. Dane Zorko last year, prime example. So I reckon he would have finished on about 115, 120-ish um, if it wasn't for that. Um, but he's won... I can see going all right. He funny thing is he doesn't actually use the ball the greatest, which is surprising for me. He didn't use it the greatest, but I reckon he still would have scored about 115-ish, Pato. Yeah, nine clangers, five free kicks against. So yeah. he's had a great game. Well, he's he's found the footy but butchered it a bit and still scored a hundred. I really like Noah Anderson. He had a really good year last year. He's a really talented kid. So if he can make his move into that inside midfield spot um what better two guys than took miller and matty Rao to, to feed the ball out to you and yeah. and get good looks so look i think next year is the time where we'd consider having him in our super coach squad we'll just wait and see how he does in his third year but i think he'll be a fourth year breakout sort of guy next year 12 months yep. a bit early for him yep that's fair i'm gonna go on will powell really quickly 83 percent time on ground 20 disposals at 97 super coach that's pretty fucking solid um, I know a few people in the draft circles uh, are really all around Will Powell. Um, not so much classic. Um, but Jack Lukosius, um, we thought might might go all right, but he's playing up forward. Nine disposals, three goals, 50% time on ground, 72 super coach from 50% time on ground. But yeah, he's playing forward. I'm putting a line through him, Pato. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to play Geelong every week, so I um, don't love it. <laughs> Um, especially in that forward role. I like I like how you talk about Geelong like a bottom four side. 
Mate, they are sliding this year. Fuck Geelong. <laughs> Pato's, for new listeners, Pato is a very strong Richmond supporter and he fucking hates Geelong. So, yeah. Yeah, but I actually have Geelong sliding too. Um, anyone else out of this game? We've got um, Davies, 11 disposal, 67%. Got- time on ground, 53. Super coach. I've got one for you, Dano. Oh, yeah? So this guy played 54% of the game. Not Jared Witts, is it? He scored 97 with 29 hitouts. It was Jared Witts. It's Jared Witts. Now, yeah. granted, um, he's playing against Reece Stanley. So not the best sample size. Um, but in a half, with just over a half a footy, that's very impressive. And he's coming off an ACL, so I don't love it. Um, but if you're a gambling man, you could start him at R2 at 380,000 and you can use the cash elsewhere and you can see how the ruck situation plays out. You can see if Sean Darcy can get his Achilles right. You can see how Nick Nat looks shoving it down to Barry from the fucking pub playing midfield for West coast. Um, you can see how Gorn goes with Jackson. You can just wait and see, but he'd be a massive enabler if you can get him into your team. Not for me. I don't like a big man coming back from an ACL. He's about 210 centimetres as well. So he's not just a big man. He's a big, big man. Yeah. Um, but it's just an interesting one, don't know. Yeah, we've got Rory Thompson, 41% time on ground. Uh, 11 Supercoach, 5 disposals. That's not the greatest. So if you're really desperate, maybe, um, if he gets a gig. Um, Lockie Weller was one that I was really intrigued by. Um, with the kick-out situation, he was 81% time on ground, 18 disposals, 73 super coach. Um, so not the greatest. Um, no one else really of note, to be honest. Um, yeah. Besides Matty Real, but we've already talked about him. So Braden Fiorini, there's one, 23 disposals, 78% time on ground. Two behinds, 92 super coach. Um, but again, his his position in the side, people question a lot. Um, yeah, that's all I can see from them. Do you see anyone else, Pato, worth talking nah. about besides nah. Ned and Will? No. Nah. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, Geelong Cats. We'll go to the first bloke, and he sounds like an STI, Pato, as we said last year. We were all over in preseason last year. Came out of, out of nowhere, but we saw it, and that's a Cam Guthrie, and he's Gone back to his best. 32 disposals, one goal, one 117 super coach. One of two to get over 100 for the Geelong Cats. Massive. Yeah. Massive. He did it in 64% game time with five free kicks against and six clangers. So, yeah. If he fixes that up, he's their number one guy. Yeah. And people still don't rate him. They're still picking Dangerfield and shit over him. I just don't get it. Just don't get it. He just roams loose. I, can, I mean, unless you know if the big shit. game Cam Guthrie's going to turn up. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Um, another one, Atkins. 25 disposals, 107 super coach. The only other one from Geelong to crack 100. Not touching him. Um, Dangerfield has come out and said that he's predominantly going to be mid this year. So he got an 87 super coach from 17 disposals and two goals. So that doesn't scream pick me, but it was a 78% time on ground. But yeah, um, if he comes out and plays mid, he might actually be an all right knock. Um, but I think there's better value 
out there, which sounds weird saying that about Dangerfield, to be honest, Pato. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that guy. Um, the junior <laughs> FTI, the junior STI got um, 21 kicks playing playing a back a sort of loose back role. Um, could be an interesting one to keep an eye on. He went at 48%, so obviously not great and had nine clangers. I can't pick that Guthrie. No. I've, just I see an interesting one. Maybe line. more for draft circles, but the role yeah. looks all right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we'll go. Sam, um, is it Sam DeConing? Which fucking DeConing plays for... Yeah, it's Sam. The plays for Geelong, isn't it? Yeah, Sam. Yeah, fuck yeah. He, he went all right. He, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah, the We're ball's going to spend plenty the... of time down there as well. So, yeah, lock and yeah. load. <laughs> 92 supercoach he got from 91% time on ground. Pretty much just over one supercoach point a minute. Uh, oh, sorry, one supercoach point per percentage on ground. So that's pretty good. Um, Stevens, 62 supercoach, 15 disposal, 64% time on ground. Um, Tyson Stengel. 10 disposals, one goal, 84% time on ground, 51 super coach, not the greatest. Tomahawk looked flat. Um, yeah. Tomahawk's cooked. See him drop it off. Um, there's no one else really to look at. Quentin, um, Narkle, played, Quentin Narkle played just over a half and got 15 touches for 65 super coach. Yeah, right. If they lose some early games, I can see them going full rebuild on the fly and Narkle will be the first guy in that midfield. 327,000, so it's a shit-ass price, but just one to keep an eye on because he's very talented. Yeah, yeah, fair. The other one that I thought would have been playing more mid is Parfit. Like the Giants were trying to trade, um, they were trying to get Parfit, remember, and Radagalia, and Geelong were like, no. For in that Jeremy Cameron trade, and he's like forty six percent time on ground, only nine disposals, thirty one super coach. I thought they'd be pumping him through the midfield and playing like a Joel Selwood a bit more up forward. Yeah, well, they somehow think they're still in the premiership window, so they keep playing these fucking old pricks in the, in the midfield, and it's ruining their development. Really, remember what I said about the bi- the bias that we have on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going in. Oh shit! That was the last game, anyway, um, Pato. But yeah, I'm. I'm. We've discussed some smokies, so we could do a. Do you want to do a podcast with our team reveal, Pato, or just chuck it up on Twitter and show people our final teams right at the finals? Final whistle. We'll have our final thoughts podcast out next week. Yep. Yep. That's fair. We'll do that. We'll do so, that. So we'll um maybe revealed on the podcast and then on Twitter next week, I think maybe next Tuesday or so. Okay. When's the first game too? Shit. It's creeping up on us, Pato. Wednesday. Yep. Yep. No, it's business, mate. It's all, uh, all systems go for the super coach front. I've got to make my dream team team as well. I haven't even looked at dream team yet. Yeah, true. Yeah. And we'll go over the, um, the, the main reason why we got this podcast is because hey, we give massive PODs and smokies and, and two, we're really good at picking POD, uh, VC, and C options, which is why we're called the Supercoach Co-Captains, because one, there's two of us, and two, we're really good at picking captains, Pato. Yeah, the round one's going to be pretty boring for me, though. McRae into oh, yeah, Steel. It's gonna be... <laughs> well, if you're not starting Steel like me and a few other people, it'll be a bit more interesting. But um, no, We'll talk yeah. about that next week. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Anyway, from us at the Super Coach Co Captains, I am Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing the fuck off. Yeah, yeah, motherfuckers.